and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We are excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. For more information about us, you may visit our website at biblicalquestion.com. We will tell you the web address again at the show's end. We encourage you to open your Bible and follow along as we study the Bible. Now here is your host, Joseph. Well, hello there. Thank you for downloading our podcast. I'm certainly excited that you've taken time out of your day to download it and listen to us. We certainly are honored and blessed that you have done so. If you have a Bible, I would encourage you to go ahead and pick that up and open up to Jeremiah chapter 6. Jeremiah chapter 6, and that's where we're going to be today. If you're new to the podcast, I wish you well. I'm glad that you have listened and downloaded the, this series. I encourage you also to go to our webpage and check that out. And there's also a, a donation page there where and, uh, you know, it's kind of have mixed feelings about uh, pointing it out, but uh, we really do uh, always need uh, prayerful support, uh, financial support, and but there's also a free gift there. It's an ebook that you can download, and it really is free. And uh, we do know the the lady who downloaded it uh, for us. Uh, it's really a, a nice thing that she's done. Anyway. Uh, Check that out if you would, uh, please. I'd appreciate that. Jeremiah chapter 6. So today we're going to talk about uh, the modern church a little bit. I always kind of allude to it a lot anyway. The modern church has turned God into this, what I call a vending machine. You put money in it, a vending machine, push a button, get out whatever it is that you selected. Uh, Whether that be a soda pop or... uh, candy or chips or whatever's in that uh, vending machine. And so we kind of treat God like that. Uh, We put a prayer in and we expect a a blessing out. But I think we're really missing the main point. Uh, The greatest blessing of all is, is God himself, Jesus. In the book of Jeremiah, the Lord uh, spoke through this prophet, my, uh, most favorite book, I think, of the uh, entire Bible, but certainly my most favorite in the Old Testament. It uh, it just speaks really well, even to in our day and time. You know, you can look at Jeremiah, uh, read it, study it through his eyes, uh, through the king's eyes, uh, the people as well, and, of course, God's eyes. But God would speak through this prophet uh, to the people, and uh, to seek the ancient ways, you know, the, the old paths, but they would not. Uh, to listen to the sound of uh, the trumpet, but they would not. The people were really standing at a crossroad. They were needing to choose the way of the Lord or, or continue in a form of, of religion uh, that ultimately would lead to their captivity. You know, they, they're worshiping idols. Uh, They're not taking care of the widows and the orphans. They're just looking out for me, myself, and I. We have a lot of that. Even today, uh, I believe in the church, uh, people who claim to be Christians call themselves Christians. And I'm not saying every congregation is this way. I'm not saying every person that goes to church is this way. But it seems to me more and more as time goes on here, that uh, my observations anyway. 
So turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 6. We're going to be beginning in verses 16 and 17. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. And you will find rest for your soul. But you said, we will not walk in it. Verse 17. I appointed watchmen over you, and you said, Listen to the sound of the trumpet. You know, I think I uh, wonder, trumpets are always to grab people's attention. You know, you, you see this uh, throughout the Bible where uh, the trumpet would sound to a uh, charging army or uh, the call to prayer. But I think it got me thinking here, too, about the pathway of the Lord. And I think this is the most important thing for all of us as Christians is to enter through that door, that pathway. And, of course, that for us is, is Jesus. Jesus makes it really clear that he is the door. Or I am the way. You know, it, there is no other way to heaven. I know it's not a popular message. I know it's not uh, politically correct. And Jesus does make the claim. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody goes to the Father except through Him. And you can find that in John's Gospel account. But yet we are being programmed continuously uh, to think, you know, there's more than one way. Well, that's just not true. If it is true, then Jesus is a liar and everything that's in the Bible, how can I trust it? That's the question for me. I suspect many people uh, just kind of walk around this door. You know, they, they walk back and forth. They, uh, they might look at it, stare at it, uh, scratch their head, decide, do I really want to walk through that door? You know, Christianity is it's not a child's game. It is a, it's a serious thing. It takes commitment. It takes uh, willpower to to want to do this. It takes a desire to want to serve and obey uh, God. It's just too easy to do other things that the world wants us to do. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18 and 19 says, But the path is just like the shining sun that shines even brighter into the perfect day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. You know, have you ever tried to walk through uh, an area, even in your own home, unless you know it really well and you have no kids or anything to trip and fall over something in the dark? Uh, most people have a nightlight or they turn on a light or something, uh, allow the moonlight to come through a window, something to help them see in case they need to get up for some reason in the middle of the night. Psalm chapter 25, verse 10 says, All paths of the Lord are mercy and truth. The revelation of the pathway is also found in Jesus. He is the door, but he's also the way, like I've said. So we don't want to venture past the door, and we don't walk away from the door. We want not to have this fear and the fear of the unknown on the other side. But the Lord will not lead us up to this uh, garden path. We have to have the willingness and the desire 
to open the door. Boy, once we're in that door, we've opened it, we've walked through the threshold into, the, into Christ. The blessings are, are unlimited. The Lord God will never lead us astray. He's never going to lead us away from the ancient paths. It's really in our only self-nature that we seek power and pride and, and we reason wrongly on what we do. But a really a humble uh, person will always seek God. In the 5th century, there was uh, Celtic-type Christians, and they walked in these amazing supernatural demonstrations. And, and they, they supposedly, you know, they could do these miracles, they, signs in the sky, uh, raising the dead. But could they really do that, or was it just a big magic show? You know, uh, God, God can do all those things. Jesus uh, proved that he could raise the dead. He proved who he said he really was. You know, Jesus is my protector, and he is uh, always going to be. You know, it, he, he's going to protect me in ways that I probably would never know or understand until I get uh, to heaven and be able to have him show me those things. You know, many people, men and women alike, you know, they, they've died for Jesus. They, they were martyred. Uh, they were killed for not necessarily their faith. Uh, the world might look at it as their faith, but they died for Jesus himself. And, you know, martyrs did not... Uh, can see their own death. They, they didn't come up with some grand scheme uh, to become uh, some kind of a saint. They were just simply obeying the Word of God. They were telling people to repent. They were begging people, these prophets like Jeremiah, you know, the weeping prophet, begging these people, please stop your, your sinful lifestyles and turn back to God. You know, do we have enough of that in today's church? Do we have preachers brave enough to stand up and say homosexual lifestyle is not what God has ordained? He's ordained a man and a woman. You know, do we have the courage to do that? Do we have the courage to, to say, you know, you shouldn't be stealing. You should give an honest day's work for an honest day's wage, you know, as the old saying goes. You know, I, and I really believe employers steal from their employees by underpaying them or, or expecting them to do a lot more uh, than any normal supervisor or employer would, would do themselves. But anytime... Uh, you know, we're just, there's just a lot of stealing going on. What about uh, people who just go and steal? Uh, you know, I read about it all the time on the East and the West Coast, you know, where they do these crash and grabs, I think is what they call them. And, you know, I, I've wondered, you know, some time ago I ordered something uh, off of uh, an internet webpage that uh, sells things on auction. And it said it gave a good description, had a picture new in the box, and so on and so forth. 
But when I got it, I I kind of wondered, did I just buy something that was stolen from a business out on the West Coast? And, you know, I, I did. I sent a message to uh, the uh, webpage that I bought it from and told them I suspected this uh, was going on with this particular seller. Now, I've never heard anything back from them, and maybe, uh, maybe they don't care uh, that their stolen property being sold, and maybe it was not. I, I just kind of wondered deep down. Uh, it was obviously not from a business, but more of an individual who uh, was selling this. So I would just never buy anything from that person again. So, but we, we must desire what Christ gives, but uh, not desire uh, the ways of the world. You know, we can miss the right path. You know, uh, we can think that we're on the right path. And we can sell ourselves that we're on the right path. We can find a church that would tell us that we're on the right path. But if we're not following the Word of God, you know, uh, David would say in Psalms, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and to my path. You know, are we allowing the light of Christ to light our way as we walk through life? I hope that we're I'm making sense about all this, because apart from Jesus, there is nothing, there is absolutely nothing that has any value at all. Your soul, your eternal life should be the most precious thing to you, and you should want that and desire that and want to hang on to that. And you should be able and have this desire as a Christian to tell other people that they also should have this same thing. You know, as a Christian, that doesn't mean we're not going to get sick. It doesn't mean that we won't have financial troubles, lose jobs, uh, sudden loss of family members, divorce, whatever, because we live in a sinful world, and those things are always going to be around us. This, this way of the modern church has turned God into this vending machine, you know, a prayer in and a blessing out type of idea. I think we're missing the greatest point of all. Again, the greatest point, as I said in the introduction, is Jesus himself. The psalmist would say, delight yourself in the Lord. You know, this thing of being content comes from those of us who grasp God's heart. Knowing uh, that is where the love comes from, that is where peace comes from, that was where eternal life comes from. Anything you try to grasp beyond that is, is, could be evil. Uh, anything in this world that you want and hang on to, you know, thinking you have a higher, powerful, more mightier job, that you, you're a president or CEO or head of your department, or you outrank everybody, become seniority, or none of that stuff matters at the end of the day. You know, we're, we're all made in the image of God. We all need to help each other along the way to see who Christ really is and what kind of a life that we would have without Him, which is really, at the end of the day, it's nothing. You know, and somebody's going to call or email and say, well, you know, I see a lot of non-Christians and people of other religions that have more than me. Uh, spiritually, they're bankrupt. And that's how I look at it. You know, I, I really do. Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. 
Though the fig tree does not bud and there's no grapes on the vines through the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. You know, Habakkuk is really just making it very plain. You know, I, I know lots of people. I've been in third world countries. Um, I get emails and uh, from time to time from people from third world countries. And, you know, they, they just, they look in at, at America. Uh, and by their standards, we are. We have so much more. But they fail to see and understand that not every American really has. Uh, all that type of money and wealth and property and that many people just really struggle each and every day. And so, you know, they hear about all the handouts and, and freebies. Well, there's really nothing free in this world. I don't care what country you live in, what society you're under. Somebody pays for something. And so we need uh, to try to explain uh, to the Christians around the world that uh, we have struggles too. Everybody does. And life is complicated um, here. I, I've tried to explain that to a, a person who keeps emailing me and that uh, being in a third world country sometimes I think is a simpler life. I didn't say it was easier, but simpler. And, and so we all have challenges and how we're going to overcome those challenges uh, it goes back to what we truly believe is, is scriptural. Uh, we, have, we believe in Christ. Do we really truly believe that there's just nothing in this world that we uh, need to cling to or desire? You know, God uh, will always take care of us. It may not be the way uh, that we think it, He should. It may not be on our timetable. I've learned that the hard way more than once. And so... Uh, you know, perhaps Jesus is trying to tell everybody that there are gardens of joy and they're full of radiant light and laughter and children and the worship of God by angels and saints fill the air for the glory of God presents the splendor of his majesty and overwhelms the soul where the thunder of God maintains the rhythm of glory and go and tell them that the bridge to Eden and the pathways of old were the delight of the saints in their embrace. Go tell them to enter through the door and become completely focused on His purpose. To follow the way. And that way is Jesus. There's no other way. You know, and the people in the days of Jeremiah... Really, they, 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 they were seeking out great wealth for themselves. Uh, they were the poor. They, they just flat out ignored the widows and the orphans. And, you know, Jerusalem was really a, a center of uh, commerce for many, many years, even through David and Solomon. They had lots of, of uh, commerce that would come through. And, of course, that would boost the economy, you know, the wealth in that area. People had resources, plenty of food. But what, look what happens, in, you know, when Jeremiah continues to warn 
them over and over again to stop, to repent, to take care of the widows and the orphans, and to worship only the God and the Creator of heaven and earth, the one who had led their ancestors out of Egypt and allowed them to come into the promised land. And of course, they would mock Jeremiah. They're, they would throw him in prison. Uh, he was beaten. He was hungry. Uh, and to think today that if we teach the truth and we can back up, thus saith the Lord through the word of God, that we're going to just have the, all this happy, pleasant, you know, ice cream and chocolate cake and mansions and, and Rolls Royce and, you know, all the fancy stuff. It's not going to happen. I mean, look at the apostles, what they went through for preaching and teaching the message of Christ. This wealth and health type prosperity type gospel is not found in the Bible. God, yes, will take care of you. He will provide for you. But nowhere does it say in the Scripture that we're all going to have pockets full of gold. It's just not going to happen. Look what happens. After a certain point, God just said, basically, Jeremiah, this is over. Uh, they're not listening to me. They won't listen to you. I've sent other people, other prophets to talk to them. And Babylon it's going to come, and they're going to destroy the city. They will destroy the temple, and the Jewish people will be taken into captivity. And that's exactly what happens. They're removed from that promised land. They, they are no longer uh, looking at the temple where the God's Spirit uh, dwelled. And to think that uh, we can live how we want, talk how we want, treat others how we want, uh, lie, steal, rape, pillage, and burn, and say, well, God has to forgive me. God will never. That's what the Jewish people thought and believed. And we need to understand God is just. He is merciful, loving, and kind. All those things, absolutely. But he also is an avenger against those who do evil. He will destroy and punish those who do evil. We may or may not see it in our lifetime, but he says that will happen. And I really don't want to be on uh, the, the wrathful side of Jesus. There is a side of Jesus described in the book of Revelation that, you know, he, his eyes are fire, a, a tongue, uh, a sword comes out of his mouth. Oh, he carries the wrath of God Almighty through the wine press. People are running and they're hiding in the caves and asking the mountains to hide and cover them because they know that the wrath of the Lamb, that is Jesus, is upon them. You know, we all sin, including me. We all have issues in our life that we struggle with. There's one way to, to gain that forgiveness, and that's to ask God's help and mercy and forgiveness. And he will do those things if we would turn away from false worship and idols and uh, believing there's more than one way to heaven, believing that it doesn't matter which you believe, uh, we're all trying to get to the same place. Well, we might be all trying to get to the same place, but there's only one way there. 
you know, I I can I drive a truck years ago over the road, and, you know, you better know where you're going. It's easy to get off on an exit. I got directions one time, and it was nighttime, and I should have turned left, but the guy that uh, gave me the directions told me to turn right. And I ended up in the middle of nowhere in a big old truck in the dark trying to figure out how it's going to get turned around. Talk about being worried and scared, because I was. Okay, so we need the light of Christ to shine on us, to help us through our life, to walk the correct path. And the only way to know what that correct path is, is to know the Word of God and study it for yourself. Read it, pray about it, listen to it, and find a congregation that is truly seeking out the entire truth of God, not just their favorite verse, not just their favorite topic, but they really really are teaching the complete Word of God. And, you know, I, I get lots of comments, uh, emails and things about people just really trying to find that. And, uh, it is a challenge in, in our culture. And I would be happy to try to help you if I can. If you email me, I contact me through the webpage, I, I would try to help you the best I can. I cannot make promises uh, worldwide, but I certainly would try. I know this is the beginning of uh, February of a new year. I hope the new year is going well and for everyone, uh, all my listeners, and God is really blessing you, and which you're also seeking Him out in spirit and truth. Again, I want to thank you again for listening. May God bless you, and may you find the old path that God talks about in Jeremiah. Make sure to hit that like button and follow us each and every week on your favorite podcasting app. Tell others about us too, if you would. Thank you and may God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to hit the like button and follow us on your podcasting app. Please check out our website at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. In addition, we have a prayer request page, a way of contacting us, a statement of faith, and other resources for our listeners. Do you have a Bible question you would like answered on a future podcast or prayer request? We would be honored to hear from you and add your prayer request to our list so others may pray for you. Subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, that is biblicalquestion.com. Thank you and may he have the glory.